Good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is Stephen St. Clair. And Sadie K. Frazier. And we're coming to you from Scotland. Maybe Ireland. Ireland, no. Just kidding. It was St. Patrick's Day on Friday, but... Um, this is Have Coffee, Will Travel, Sunday edition. Is this our fourth episode fourth now? Fourth episode in a week. Or oh, row, sorry. Ooh, a week would be fun. That'd be fun. Hey, this summer we might do that. We might take you guys everywhere with us. This is a special travel mm. edition. Boost our numbers. So, uh, you said travel edition. Yes. Talk to me about that. I think, well, because of St. Patrick's Day, we were both talking about our Celtic heritages, and we started talking about places that we want to see, travel to, things that have inspired us, things that inspired our book. So, this episode will be inspired by food, music, TV, movies... And Books. memories of days gone by. Okay, well, Sonny, back in the day or when I had to walk uphill both ways to get to school in the middle of a tornado. No, just Okay, Dorothy. <laughs> we can also talk about um, future travels where we'd like to go. That's right. You and I started years ago when our girls were a little bit younger about a potential trip to Ireland and Scotland. But yeah, we did. We need to update that because that was 2015. Yep. Not a long time ago. Even if you can't get there, it's fun to plan. We made a faux trip to Ireland and Scotland, and I literally had a spreadsheet out and figured, like, down to the details. We looked up places we would go. What was the cost back then, you think? It was about 12000 wasn't it? I think it, it was ten or twelve between ten and 12000 for the four of us. And that, yeah, that doesn't that didn't include plane tickets either, which you had. we were going to buy six months in advance. Yeah. But then we figured that six months would uh, give us the time to save back up the X amount of dollars it took. Yeah. But I actually read not too long ago that um, even planning a faux trip uh, induces endorphins in your brain that stimulate the actual feelings of going on a yeah. trip. Now, let's happy be happy hormones. Let, let's be real. Planning a trip is one thing, but going on a trip is another. So you're talking like baseline planning a trip. Kind of what we did with two summers ago, mm-hmm. getting excited, and then going on the trip. Right. So there's like stages of excitement and endorphins. It, it and cuts down your stress level, though, and I think it also, like, if you have something, I just, I think it was on Mel Robbins that she was talking about that when she used her analogy of the road trip being like life. If you think about that trip, that gives you something to plan for. So if you're in the middle of winter and you're depressed and it's gloomy and it's dark outside, you're looking forward to that trip and you're planning, your brain is like, you know, it's already engaged in being there. So mm-hmm. I think it does decrease the stress and maybe makes you happy a little bit. So yeah. what do you got on the menu for today, Sadie? Do you want to talk about how fate will travel? Like the conception of how fate will yes. travel? That's the perfect segue to, I think, start with is the book we wrote together, co-wrote together two years ago, three years ago. It's been a while. How fate will travel is the name of it. Chances are. Mm-hmm. 2021 i think yeah well we were in lockdown for covid we were wrapping that up so in editing so yeah yeah. but yeah you want to talk a little bit about the conception of how it came to be that's my favorite story to talk about besides how you and i got together oh we'll have to share that someday too involved travel that's right we we were on the road (laughs) so 
If you've not ever listened to Sadie and I's podcast, both we each have our own, and then we started one together yeah. years ago. You might mention it because we keep talking on mine and about mine, but we don't say Crafted Quill very often. Yeah, I have so. I have my own podcast. It's it's always been the Crafted Quill, and I think in 2018 we actually tried in the basement with a lapel mic. It was very, uh, let's just say it was garbage, <laughs> but it, it it got us into it. We took a hiatus. And then we bought mics, and we have computers and all that stuff now. Nowhere where we would like to be. We don't, you know. So anyways, um, two years ago. So when Half Fate Will Travel came to be, we actually got... Did we have the tile first? or No. So we went to... It was Sadie's birthday... Yep. And there is, over across the river there in Omaha, um, probably, like, I could live there if you know, if they had a lock-in and um, they said, Hey, Stephen, would you like to stay the night with Sadie? I'm like, yep. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Yep, I will stay there. So Locked inside and exploring all night. Absolutely. That'd be so much fun. Trying all the clothes. <laughs> so um, we were over at a place called the Imaginarium Supercenter. Supercenter or Superstore? I don't remember which one. Um, it is an antique kind of... They have a mix of a lot of different things in there, like eras and genres. And um, we were... So let me... I, I got to walk this through. I got to talk this out. You walk in the door to the left, all the way in the corner. It used to be like just... Another section of books and bins of pictures and books and magazines. And we wound our way through there. And No, that's not where that's at. Um, in the antique stove refrigerator appliance area. Yeah, it's close to there. Sadie, I was ahead of her and I heard this, oh, this is neat. Or whatever it was you said. And I turned around and Sadie was looking at a leather bound I would say it was a guest registry mm -hmm. for an Airbnb, which was an Airbnb back then. Just, we weren't you know. sure what it was at first, just a, a check-in of guests, yeah. And so Sadie was flipping through it, and I could tell she had hooked a big one. Oh, I was drawn to it. She's like, honey, do, should we get this? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want with an old old book like that? She goes, I don't know. I'm just feeling the connection to it. I said, well, whatever you want, honey. It's your birthday. Get what you want. So I think for, it was like three bucks. <laughs> We bought that and whatever else we we got. Got home, had dinner, and within three hours, I kid you not, I need to backtrack because the book was actually dated in World War II era. So like yep. 44 through 46 era, something like that. So you read as guests stayed at this people's place um, the different years and decades. And I think, I think it stopped in the 70s, didn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, it just abruptly stopped in like 76, yeah, 77, somewhere. The original there. owners, the last name is Hake. I hope I can use their name on here. Yep. H-A-A-K-E. The dad, I think, died in the 70s, but the mom carried on. But the date is when that book stopped. So anyways, we found all that out, and man, that was a trip. I love history and digging. And so... That was it. We, it was a victory. And the funny part about that is, do you remember what you found while researching? With the newspaper clipping? Well, not, not only that, but once we found a name, what did you find on Facebook? 
Well, I found the people. I just randomly... You had a common person, well, yeah. though. I started researching, like, the last name. And I think it's H-A-K-E, by the way. There's no uh, two A's in it. Oh, okay. Because that... That'd be Hawk. Yeah. There was even a connection to, like, Hake's hardware and things like that back in the day. Um, so I just started looking up names because we found... So we didn't have... We didn't have a last name. We had a couple first names and some... Uh, mentions of a school and things like that but uh, as we're looking through this book a newspaper clipping fell out yeah little i'm talking like a little tiny like thumbprint size clipping falls out of this book and it's got it mentions hakes and their child who went to this college yeah. so i just googled the name and i googled college and i think our best guess was that it was in was it in Arizona? Minnesota. Yeah, it ended it up being Minnesota. Yeah, so anyway, I started looking this up on Facebook, and I found a list of maybe like three or four people that had similar names that I thought, okay, maybe this might be. So I reached out to one and asked if they had a connection to this, I think it was Rod Hake, and is it Alice? Or that might be, I don't remember now, that's his current wife, I think. Anyway, I reached out. Sorry, we had to take a quick pause there. We had a, we call them the Rowdy Boys, Finnegan and Murphy. Uh, They get to itching and scratching. But we're, it it doesn't help that we're doing this from our kitchen table in the heart of our home. But we have like four uh, puppies running around, a cat that they're chasing, and two ferrets who are being rowdy in their cages. So Sadie, you mentioned, um... The around the world travel basically online that um well country <laughs> wish we could round them how your your common person when we searched yeah so i anyway so i started looking up hakes online and just found like maybe three or four people that might have that connection just on the off chance kind of like when we found on mm-hmm. <laughs> just on the off chance that they might have a connection or know who these people are or were relatives of them and I think it was one of the very first people that I reached out to. And she responded back and said, um, yes, this is my father-in-law. And who you're talking about is is us. So she asked a little bit more information. And they ended up telling us the story about um, their... That was their first home that they'd moved into. And somebody gave them a guest book. Yeah, and it eventually became a... Was it more like a trailer court rental type thing? I don't, I don't remember how it was put, but they had this book that whenever people would stay with them, they would yeah. sign, like a guest registry. Yeah. And there and, were stories written in there about their family members. Oh yeah. It was so cool. And I think it ended up being, um, there was two sisters and a brother, and they all were a part of the story. And then somehow, what's funny is how, basically, there was, I think, a sister that lived here in town, that um, something medical or psychological happened. I think she had some mental health issues. They took all, anything that was left and just dumped it, donated it. And that book, what's funny is I guarantee you someone had to have picked up that book in that store. Right oh, there, yeah. Walked around with it and set it down in the antique. And, and for how long? And decided not to get it. It was obviously meant for us. Yeah. If, so we took it home, did the research. We'll talk about synchronicities and and connections there so i'm talking to this person on facebook and she she, you know she acknowledges that it is their family blah 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 blah. i see that we have a mutual friend in common and we ended up having 
she was like really close with or related to someone that I went to high school with. What are the chances of that after all those years? I mean, I'm in my 50s now. Which, in a weird, strange, circular pathway, relates to the title that we came up with. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. We were, that, it was during the summer of 2019, 2020, sitting in the living room. And I think that's one of those weekends we literally wrote for three days straight. Mm -hmm. Friday night, Saturday day, Sunday day, all day. And you had tweeted something out. I think we we're working on fairy tales. I think we we're working on fairy tales, which is like our flash fiction analogy, analogy, <sighs> anthology stuff that we usually do. <sighs> and I was I was sitting across the room. Sadie's the, having a hard brain day today. More coffee. <laughs> I was sitting in the corner across the room, and my comment to yours was whatever I said. But then hashtag have fate will travel, and you looked at me and you go, "It was probably you? it was a minute or two later," and you you're like, "Honey," and I'm like, "What?" You are a freaking genius. genius. <laughs> and that right there became the the working title of our book. And I think at yep. the end, we ended up adding Half It Will Travel, colon... Chances are. Chances are. Yeah. Because then that plays into something else in the book. I wish we had a copy. That'd be cool to read. I know. That, that quote. But so chances are... Um, Half It Will Travel, actually, we did a lot of research for that one. We knew the region we were going to go... As far as the book, like where our main characters would go, so it ended up taking us so many other places. Oh, yeah. It started in Bordeaux, France. Yeah, you know, and we actually so let me break this down real quick. I don't remember what's on your list here, but um, we're freestyle it. Yeah, freestyle edition. Um, basically, every location in our book that the people went, the characters went, Alex and Emma, Peter and Sarah. Um, we would go and buy food ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So like Bordeaux, France was the first place. We, we went to a wine and spirits shop here in town and bought some some wine from the Bordeaux region of France. Mm -hmm. We bought some meats and cheeses. And so like every, like I said, every place we went to, um, we just bought food. Italy was my favorite, I think. Oh, yeah. Because I'm not big for big on wine. I'll drink it. But you put food in front of me. You got my attention. And carbs. And carbs. Yeah, carbs. Pasta. Pasta. Yeah, yeah so. and we were we were pretty much led by music and shows. We did a lot of research with that book, so we sat and watched video upon video of like different travel. locations and travel, um, and that's how we ran across uh, the Adventures of A Plus K on YouTube, and then eventually Kara and Nate, and then Eamon and Beck. Yep. Yeah. And real quick. Um, we actually interviewed yep. um, Adam and Catherine from Adventures of A Plus K. And if you guys haven't watched them, please go check out their YouTube video, yep. Adventures of A Plus K. They uh, are that was probably favorites. one of my favorite episodes we did. Oh yeah, because it's to me they're were they in the Dolomites, uh, or they just come back? Yeah, which we watched. Start with that's they actually hooked us into getting into mm -hmm. YouTube traveling. And um, where we joined them, we the book actually started in Seattle, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. And we watched Adam and Catherine in there, because they used to live at that time in Seattle. So that we watched all their videos on Seattle in the coffee shops. And then from there, I think they, in a roundabout way, either that or Karen Nate, one of them, both of them were mm -hmm. in the Dolomites. Uh, we, wrote, we included in our book a restaurant that they stopped at, yep. our characters. 
and the book in, at this restaurant. And so a lot of what's in Adventures of A Plus K and Karen Nate, we kind of take that and put it into our book for the region and the food. And obviously we can't, we could if we had money, but traveling was not an option for us in order to see it in person. No. Because in our book, we literally, um, just a couple places off the top of my head, Seattle, um, Italy, France, Ireland, England. I think those are the main places, right? Yeah, For the most Washington. part, Washington, East Coast somewhere. Um, so it's... Uh, yeah, Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, because we had to do research. We had to look at apartments mm -hmm. for... <laughs> mm -hmm. I, for the longest time, got... Hey, your weekly summary for a part. I'm like, I still get them. I'm not moving anywhere. What's going on here? <laughs> then I remembered why I was getting those. One of the questions that I had was your number one destination bucket list. If we're going to talk about travel today, mm. but I want to back that up because if I had a number one destination trip to take, besides the the ones we're going to get into, it would be to literally follow in their footsteps. Mm -hmm. Our Start characters, at the, yes, our characters' footsteps start at the beginning, and then travel everywhere that they went to. And just to see everything that's changed, see those locations we put in there, those shops that we put in there, and see how, you know, how closely it relates. That'd be so much fun yeah. to be able to do that. I, I would have a hard time, after, especially after your dad and, and uh, stepmom went to Italy. Yeah. Scotland and Ireland have always been my biggest, and they, they are my number one destination still, but... Me too. That is prob that's the number one top. I, I am a history lover and archi architectural mm -hmm. lover, so I might as well add uh, Europe, um, but I've always wanted to see the pyramids of Egypt. And I know that's, it's kind of cliche, it's like, oh, but you have to understand, when you're in an ancient, we think of America as being around, you know, United States and whatnot since like the mid to late 1600s, that's, that's old to us, but... There are buildings, just houses or, you know, dwellings that over in Europe, three or four hundred years old, and people are still buying them and living in them. So that is old. Mm -hmm. But if you can imagine going to, like, uh, the Pyramids of Giza or Stonehenge that 10,000 years old <coughs> or you know, thousands of years, bless you. Thank you. Um we wrote in Have Fate Will Travel when they were at, was it Newgrange and the Solstice? Oh, yeah. The Winter Solstice. Yeah. That's a critical part of the book. When we researched that, they say they, it's written that Newgrange predates the pyramids. Mm -hmm. It's a burial, burial, burial. I always get hung up on that word. Burial. <laughs> burial. <laughs> burial mound. Woodbury. But they designed it <laughs> in such a way that. It followed the east-to-west corridor of the sun, so when it rises and sets, it it shoots the sunbeams through the passage. And, and the veil from the other side is at the thinnest, so you're supposed to be able to connect with ancestors and things like that of the past as well. I think our animals are hungry. <laughs> Sadie's say tracking down some wild beasts again. Like I said, the, the perks or non-perks of podcasting when animals are around. Um... Have Fate Will Travel. It's funny, though, when we, we've done a couple author fairs, we tell people we, we co-authored that together, and they're like, you're still married? I'm like, well, yeah, that was the best part of writing yeah. that book is because we had the the collab um, efforts 
and we wrote it in um, male and female perspectives. Mm-hmm. I think that only adds to it because then mm-hmm. there's a differing of opinion, but it's still, yeah, that's pretty cool. One of the things I was going to bring up with Half Fate Will Travel, too, was the when you were in Scotland, the scene, was it a military burial ground? In your book? Yeah, where he talks to, he salutes oh, Culloden. the... Yes, 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 yeah, yes. So, that was one of the more emotional scenes of the book that you had a connection with. Yeah, we saw a thing, was it last night, when we were watching... The Reluctant the Traveler. The Reluctant Traveler was one of them with, with Eugene Levy. Uh, he commented or quoted something about, dang, I wish I had written it down, um, being somewhere and feeling mm-hmm. the the ancestral ties or something like that. I, I, I should have it written that down. It was probably the Navajo grounds where yes. they were watching. They were in the middle of Utah watching the stars and how it connects to the stars. Yeah. And with... So uh, the way I identify with that is I have ancestral ties to Scotland, and I wrote in Half Fate Will Travel, um, Alex, the I would say the primary character, he kind of shares primary with... Um, with Emma. Yeah, with Emma and then Peter and Sarah, but uh, Alex uh, actually wore a kilt. My character wore a kilt, and while touring a particular place in Scotland, stopped by... The Battle of Culloden site, and I don't know if this is overkill, but I actually probably would do the same thing. He poked his finger and squeezed blood droplets out mm-hmm. onto the stone there, the ground of Culloden, and got it was an emotional scene. And it's one of those you you have to. My analogy of how I write sometimes is basically pretending i'm a blind person walking through the forest you have no visual sight but you have auditory and and touch and smell so alex is at the the clodden site putting his hand on the stone and he wiped blood on it i think and it was an emotional scene because i had to visual visualize what i would do there which led me to that same conclusion i would do the same thing Mm -hmm. now I may or may not have ancestors that did pr- do the Battle of Culloden, but it's still an ancestral heritage mm-hmm. site. And so in the book, when Alex finished his thing and his emotional tra- travel, uh, he stood up and behind him, I think there was an, a former retired military, like a really old guy, in his attire. And he had witnessed Alex doing that very thing about bleeding on the, and I think the character, the old guy, stopped Alex and thanked him for that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of those, like, they say when you immerse yourself in the story, I immersed myself in the writing because I wanted, as, wanted it as authentic as possible. Yeah. And it was hard. Yeah. There was... It's- Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think sometimes we, like you and I, it's hard to describe. We have old souls, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. We were just talking about this earlier. It doesn't matter what percentage of Irish or Scottish or whatever your heritage it is. When you have that tie, like, that feels like home to me. That feels like, like, I long to be in that place that I supposedly have never been. But I feel, I feel like I've been there. I feel like I want to go back there. I feel like that is my home, and I want to go home someday. 
So it's just, yeah. it's hard to explain that? that connection, but... We have a, a thing on the wall in the hallway about walking in the footsteps of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I probably, if we were ever over there, which that needs to be a thing, um, I probably would in... Because my a lot of my genealogy, I actually did a DNA test. Most of my ancestry is from the Celtic Isles. Yep. Wales, Ireland, Scotland, and England. I'm, and I'm, a lot of you may not even include England in the Celtic Isles, but it is. It really was. They were a, a, a nomadic groupings of people, and I really need to read up on them. But I, I would probably I want to be nomadic. drop my blood on each. I would, too. Mm-hmm. I would drop my blood, not my pants, my blood, on the ground, the soil. Of, oh, if we're going to Scotland, uh, you're dropping your pants, buddy. <laughs> well, that's true. That's not what I was referring to. So, but uh, good job, Alice Sky, uh, baby. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Let's let's not forget. Yes, the Hatchbackers. Yeah, they were an early when we were watching. They're one of our first working, working when we were planning a faux trip to Ireland and Scotland. Yeah, the Hatchbackers. They are no longer a thing that I know of. But they are what got us into Isle of Skye and Ireland. Yeah. And you know, Scotland, too, right? Yeah. They stayed in hostels, and yeah, it was just a man and a woman. With hardly any money. And they basically what they did, and honestly, if we could do this, if our kids were no longer at home, we only have one at home. If we could take, what do they call that um, when you take a sabbatical? Break? Yeah. If we could take sabbaticals from work. Sell all of our possessions. I think there should be paid mental health sabbaticals, like just every so a month often. Off. I would, yeah. I would, you know, if we could basically start again, but get rid of all our, sell most of our possessions, but put the rest in storage, take whatever cash you had at hand and just go for, yeah. you know, a month, two months. And, and at it, this time, I mean, we, we could do that. We could totally do that. We might make it to the backyard because that's all we can afford right now. But you know, that's with anything within walking distance. Bigger than that. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about some of the other inspirations, not only for our book, but just connections to travel? I guess some of the things we've done before. Yeah. Do you remember as a child your first um, trip you took that you were excited about? I don't know. I'm trying to think when I was younger, like. I don't remember under the age of, like, like let's say before my parents got divorced, I don't remember taking any trips. I don't remember going anywhere out of town. We did a lot of stuff in town and a lot of just, I don't know, wandering down the streets. And, like, Dorothy, our old babysitter, mm-hmm. used to just walk with us all the way through town and we go Sunday see the drives. park. and Yeah, Sunday drives and stuff. But I don't remember any major road trips when I was younger. One of our first trips that I ever took was our cross-country move from Council Bluffs to Boulder City, Nevada. And getting to see, and actually my dad had gone ahead and he he worked for the government and the Bureau of Reclamation. So he was clear out in Boulder City, Nevada, found the house without my mom, all that kind of stuff. I don't think she flew out with him to help pick the house that time. And then we just took off and... My mom and my grandma drove us clear across country. Our car broke down in uh, Kingston, maybe in the middle, or maybe somewhere in New Mexico. 100 degrees. Thank God we were like next to a McDonald's or something. I remember going and sitting and waiting for the car to be done. 
But that had to have been scary for my mom being by herself. Like, I can't imagine doing that with our kids and you not being there. Mm-hmm. Just taking off and going across country. But... Yeah, the benefits of cell phones, though, too. Yeah. Uh, mine, see, I was, I was born and raised in Denver for the first 10 years of my life. So we had the mountains as a backdrop. And uh, I think a few times, like, we'd go camping in the mountains. My, my grandpa borrowed... Uh, my uncle Jim's RV, and we did that for a weekend. Uh, just when you have that significant of a backdrop in your life, you know it's it's almost impossible to avoid not going there. Oh yeah. And then when we moved to Missouri, it's like the skyline was missing something. I know. Meaning there was no mountains, but the Ozarks, on the other hand, were. They they did the trick, you know. It was it was very hilly country and deep mm-hmm. forested and rivers and so that that was okay. Like I like to, I'll go anywhere once within reason. Um, but do you remember our first road trip together? Yeah, let's let's back you up to younger first. Um, we lived in Las Vegas for a while, and mm. then we lived in Phoenix. So Valley of Fire. When I think about, you know, so so my my road trip memories are maybe when I was older, like um, middle school on up. But when you live in those places, that's like a weekend thing. People people get on a plane and they go to like Sedona and all those different kinds of places. But when you live there, you get to do that every weekend. And that was my very favorite place we've ever lived was probably Phoenix. Just because it was so close to everything. And two of my favorite trips, one of them was to the Grand Canyon. And I've been there a couple times, probably two or three times. I don't, I'd have to ask my mom now how many times we've been there. It wasn't too far. But my second favorite trip was from Phoenix. And, of course, I was dating someone at the time. And I was going to have to be without you for, like, four days. And I can't do this. And I'm going to miss you too much. And my dad was like, shut up. <laughs> You'll be fine. Let's go on this trip. So, as a teenager, I didn't appreciate the... You know, the getting in the car and doing all that because I was still moping around because I don't think I get to see my boyfriend for a few days. And little did I know, they had a surprise plan and we swung by and picked him up in the morning and pulled up to his house and he got in the car just smiling because he knew. And we ended up taking off and going to um, Stockton, California and Monterey, Carmel, uh, Redwood Forest, all that kind of stuff. Um, Santa Cruz, I believe which is where, like, there's an amusement park and a boardwalk and stuff. But that was probably our biggest trip that we took like that. I don't remember any other major road trips when I was younger. That, w- that was it. Was That was, like, our biggest trip ever as a family. And I will never forget it. Part of my love, Sam, was written in those same areas for Carmel. I remember the hotel. Yep. That was actually in Sedona where I haven't actually been to Sedona, and I would love to go. So, yeah, let's back up, or let's move forward now to when you and I were together. What was our very first? <laughs> it's our first year anniversary. Yep. And I was at work on a Saturday, and I messaged you, and I said, I wish we could just get out of here for the weekend, and short version, I left early. Well, what, what did home. we say? Well, we... You agreed to get our bags packed. No, I said, just say when. Just say when. And you said when. And so that, say, when led us to a very short trip north to Sioux City or Sioux Falls in like an hour and a half, which 
I had to have been booking it in my pickup truck. Yeah. And we were there in record time. Like it was like five, five thirty. Sun was still up. And you were like, Well now what? I said, Well let's just go east or west for until until it gets dark. Well we ended up going west and we ended up staying Well, we tried to stay towards Sioux Falls or just a little bit yeah. further to get up and explore the next day yeah, and it was right in the off. middle of hunting season. I'm sorry, was, we're full. Yeah, there was no motels available, so we'd have to drive to the next exit, and then the next exit, and then the next exit. The next exit ended up being like an hour farther. Yeah, and ahead. it was real close to Mount Rushmore, and, and you were like, um, if we're this close... Yeah, that first night was... I don't remember what city... If I had a map up, I could find it, but... Remember. It was um, the TP Hotel. That, that was the second night, because we wrote our vows that night. Yeah. The first night, we had... Two queen-size beds. Our oldest daughter, Megan, was a baby. And uh, so that little week, that weekend trip led us to Mount Rushmore and exploring. And we did it all for like 350 bucks. The, the problem was when that first night hotel cost us 50 bucks. Yeah. And then probably the second night was almost as expensive back then now i shoot i'd love for a 50 dollar mm-hmm. hotel as long as it's not joliet illinois i remember talking stopping by taco bell and splitting a nachos bel grande oh for lunch because we didn't want to spend any money still remember how salty those chips they were, were horrible i mean i think we probably mcdonald's we split a cheeseburger meal yep and a coke and but you know what it's it's stuff like that that you and I, we have pictures yeah that we'll look back do you remember we got up that second morning we were getting ready to go back and it was foggy and the Sinclair dinosaur they had probably a giant brontosaurus statue and all you saw was this shadow of a dinosaur I'm like um honey <laughs> I don't think we're in Kansas anymore it's pretty cool so it's you know early on in our marriage what did um, we do that next morning ooh we went to the Badlands. Mm-hmm. At like sunrise. Sunrise. And this is probably where I wish I could go back in time and kick myself. So I had a little tiny Ford Ranger pickup, just big enough for my wife, and a car seat. So we're driving through the Badlands on the road, looking for a place to uh, <laughs> uh, pull over and watch the sunrise. And we find one, we pull off on the road. And we get out, and we're like, well, what do we do with Megan? Because it was really cold out. So what we did is we just I put the truck in park, the um, parking brake. We were far enough off the road, and Sadie and I went just a little ways. There was an overlook that kind of overlooked the canyon, the Badlands, and watched the sunrise, and... We could look back and see Megan sitting in the truck in her car seat. She was, by the way, Megan was only a month old. Let's yeah. let me get that out right now. She was a month old. She slept twenty hours, twenty hours a day. Yeah. And it was so you know it was no big deal. She was going to sleep. It was no warm and snuggly. And one of the funny things that came from that, do you remember the day before we were hiking near Mount Rushmore? I soon discovered I forgot our pack. Yeah, that was at Mount Rushmore. Yeah, that was at Mount Rushmore. We were yep. going to hike through the woods, and we were going to do our vows. And that was just one of those, It just the stars didn't align for that. And we ended up hiking, but what I did was I emptied out. We got to the truck. We were just going to go, and I'm like, wait a minute. 
we can do this. We had a cloth diaper bag big enough for a baby. <laughs> it was a papoose. So I tipped her over the diaper bag, dumped it out, stuck Meg in the blanket, stuck her in the bag, zipped it up to where you see a little nose sticking out, and I slung it across my front. And I'm sure I'm sure we have pictures of that too. That oh, was yeah. hilarious. But it's it's one of those things like memories. Oh yeah. I'll never undo that. But just oh. even getting back to the Badlands, that sun coming up. Oh, yeah. And the night before when we were writing our vows, sitting at the TP motel, looking out the window, and it was, it's those memories, that feeling of wanderlust that you get when you're out traveling. And I, and I, I think if we were to travel abroad, we wouldn't want to come home. Mm-hmm. Because we would, it's just like, how do you say home. goodbye to yeah. all of that? Yeah. Another one of our favorite trips um, family-wise was, and it's a b- pretty much our only huge family vacation we've ever taken, um, was our Minnesota vacation. Yeah, we were gone for almost a full week. Yep. And we had, it was kind of a healing weekend for us anyway. We had mm-hmm. gone through some rough times. We had actually been separated for a few months. So this was our, we got back together, we put our family back together, and then we hit the road. You and know, it was... You know, it started that. I think we watched that Disney movie. Um, was it Witch Mountain? Yeah. Yep. At the end, when That's they're running true. and the uncle had the RV, it was driving. I'm like, well, we need to go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. So there started that. But we were just going to take the kids mm-hmm. to Mall of America. And we had rented it for like four nights, I think. I think one of those nights we had a free night. I think we had two free nights. I think it was rent to get to free at the time. And so we stayed there for those two nights, the two we paid for. And after a couple of days up there, the kids were like, we should do something else. And we started looking into the areas. None of that part was planned after the Mall of America trip. So we ended up just taking out, taking off and just writing down a couple of ideas. Um, we ended up towards Duluth mm-hmm. at a, it was like a ship museum. Yeah. I can't think of the name of it now. We went through the Apostle Islands. Yeah, that was a nice, that was a beautiful drive. Gooseberry Falls. Uh, we found that beach. Yep, that was, that was towards Gooseberry. Yeah, everybody got after wet. Gooseberry. Yeah. Dad, there's a guy. <laughs> Kenzie was completely naked, like two years old, but three years naked. old, something like that. four or five. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, that, that was in Lake Superior. Everybody went unintentionally swimming in Lake Superior because yeah. Kenzie and Megan got wet. Well, Kenzie was leading you by the hand, and every I agreed to letting everybody roll up their pants if they're wearing them to their knees. They could walk in the water, and I think I'm on camera taking bets uh, who's going to fall in the water first. And Kenzie tripped, which pulled you down, and she shot back up and like, "Well, everybody, everybody in the pool," in. <laughs> which so, ended up being one of the best memories. Because then after that, we ended up we got in the V or we got a Mitsubishi Montero. We got in soaking wet. We Ran by Walmart, got some new clothes, cheap clothes for everybody. And by the meantime, you know, Kenzie was sitting in her car seat butt naked with a blanket over. You know, everybody was just soaking wet, but we were laughing. It was the best trip, yep. And then we decided that we didn't want to go back to Mall of America for our free night, so we decided to see what we could find. And we ended up staying on Lake Superior in a, like a... $50 a month log cabin Super 8 or something like that. It probably was a Super 8. Yeah. And we got the kids settled. We watched, they 
set them up on TV. There's a restaurant next door. You and I were going to run and get a bite to eat. And I think actually what it was too was I said, hey, let's go get, let's go get some Paps Blue Ribbon. Mm-hmm. Be we're just going to, and mind you, Sadie and I don't drink hardly yeah. ever, but we wanted to do something that commemorated there. So we ended up, the restaurant had just closed, so we went back to the main office. It had a little snack shop, and we grabbed, was it like a six-pack of Blue, Paps Blue mm-hmm. Ribbon? God awful, but it would do in a pinch. So the next morning, we got up. We literally had to be back on the road, and um, there was literally Lake Superior was out the back door, and there was ice on the water. Mm-hmm. And it was I could have just stayed there. It was yep. so picture perfect. So we had some leftover Paps Blue Ribbon beer that we threw in the cooler, along with some snacks. So oh, we decided cooler. to we decided to just keep driving. That fueled our wanderlust, and we decided to keep driving, and we ended up clear north, right on the edge, the border of Canada. Eh? And one of us was like, "There's custom. What is it called? Border." Customs border, whatever it was. Border patrol or whatever. And you have to go through customs to get to the other side. And I was like, can't we just cross over so we can take a picture on the Canada side and say we've been there? And you're like, no, you need a passport. I know, but look at all those cars in line. They're all doing it. Uh, Yeah, honey, they have passports. See that paperwork right there? That's his passport. I know, but they'll let us. They'll just, and I just kept talking him into it. So I stayed in line the whole time, and he's shaking his head no the whole time. Such a bad idea. I want to do this. So we get up to the... Well, never mind the fact there was a sign that said, Welcome to Ontario. Ontario, sorry. Yeah. And that wasn't good enough. And keep going. I wanted to be on the Canada side. So, yeah, so we got in line, and we got up to the window, and... I asked the guy, I said, all we really want to do, we don't have our passports, but all I really want to do is take a picture. Can we just move forward, cross over this line right here in front of me that's like a foot in front of me, take pictures with our family, and come back through? And after a few minutes... And then hell commenced. Well, then he asked, <laughs> are all these kids yours? And Andy said, no. If you would have said yes, we probably could have gotten through a little easier, but... We had a mixed family, so here all the rest of us are laughing and think this whole thing's funny, and the guy's like, what did he say? I was staring at the front of the windshield, and I wasn't even looking at the guy to the driver's side. Yeah. And he said, excuse me, sir, can you pay me some attention? Yeah. And then he went from that to who was sitting behind me, well, it was Yoda, or stuffed, whatever, sitting on top of a cooler. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that's a cooler. And from that moment on, that was the thing that Josh would always say, or Kenzie would like, ooh, that's a cool. Dad, you remember when you got in trouble? Like, shut up. It was mainly because he wouldn't even look at him. So, anyway. Yeah, a little suspicious. This very, very, very nice man let us go across the border with no passports, even after all of that, just to turn around in their little roundabout thing, take pictures, and come back through. That was perfect until you come back through to the United States side, mm-hmm. and they're like, who they're, let you do this? They were like 100 feet apart. Oh, yeah. They just were in two opposite directions. So we come back through the United States side. Where, where's your passports? We don't have any. The guy on the United States side said... Canada side. On the Canada side said, yes, we could go ahead and go through, do this roundabout, take pictures. They had... I mean, we had to be there for like 15 minutes while he was verifying all this. It sucked really It was bad. terrifying. I was thinking we were going to get thrown in jail. Well, then afterwards, I told you, I said, do you realize they could have detained us? <laughs> 
again, they could have had their way with us for however long they were. Probably not. Again, really. that would have been just, kind of funny, and it would have where I Weegians, I don't <laughs> added to the memories. So, all right. So, do we want to talk a little bit too about some of the shows that have inspired us? Oh yeah. All of these two, you guys can just take a look at. Um, we can kind of tell you. I don't. Some of them I don't remember what networks they're on, but um, everybody. What did it start off? Phil Rosenthal yeah. is one of our very favorite. Somebody, please. Somebody feed Phil. That's the second so, version yeah, of that. I, I can't one. remember the first one, but they're on season several seasons in, and it's awesome. Um, again, we mentioned Adventures of A Plus K, Kara and Nate, and Eamon and Beck all on YouTube. The one we got last night was Eugene Levy's The Reluctant Traveler, and that one was on Apple TV. It's pretty good. I, I think Venice was one of my favorites, yeah. and then the Utah one where he's with the Navajo Indians. I think I slept through that part. <laughs> it was really Just good, Just a small though. part. Um, there's a show that tests human endurance by Chris Hemsworth. That yep. one was really good. Um, Down to Earth with Zac Efron was really good. That was kind of more of a, a conscientious um, earth, green earth type show. Of course, Rick Steves is a huge inspiration. Yeah, I've watched him for years. And you know, and another one, actually, um, we didn't think about Les Stroud. Oh, yeah, Survival Man. Survival Man. And his wasn't so much... Creek Stewart. Creek Stewart. Yeah. Theirs wasn't so much that they were traveling. It was more the survival aspect. But yeah. where they were at, like one of the episodes, uh, Les was in um, Canada area, mm -hmm. like Prince William Sound area, somewhere in the, no, Vancouver. There you go. Yeah. So it's... Even that wasn't, yes, he was traveling, but it was just the scenes and the area he was in. The show Alone? Yeah, Alone. That's another one, too. Um, Josh Garcia that we found on the PBS channel. That was years ago, too. Yeah, we oh, were sitting was... at the car dealership getting our oil changed, and it came on one morning. That, that ended up being one of our we favorite We ended up shows. binging that, didn't we? Yeah. We came home and found it. The Curious Traveler, also on PBS, yeah, I, I think. I think her name is Christine, and I'm going to say her name wrong, uh, Van Blockland, Blockland. Um, we haven't watched too many of hers. I've, I, I follow her, but I watched little snippets on Facebook, and she travels all over the place. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? How about Anthony Bourdain and Gordon Ramsay and Rachel Ray, as far as food? Um, Rachel Ray has inspired, along with drive-ins, drive, uh, triple whatever D. it is, <laughs> diners, drive-ins, and dives with... Guy Fieri. Yeah. Um, that's Ferrari. inspired us to want to go a little bit further with our have fate will travel stuff and our have coffee will travel they definitely pick up the food aspect of yeah. it yeah and make it into a a cooking show from home i yeah. mean that's become really popular too um we probably would have it either be have food will travel will travel for food authors can cook too something like that so be on the lookout for that within the next year hopefully um, we've got a lot of other irons in the fire right now that are taking up more of our focus but that would be exciting too um, Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmern, too, is another one that was... Yeah, that right shows those lines. taking various forms and places yeah. and countries and... How about movies? Um, April Fool's Day. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. We usually watch that every year on... Yeah, once a year. St. Patty's Day. A Castle for Christmas. That one actually inspired you to... Yeah. Your current book is that's about Fragments to come out. Fragments of Hope. By the way, it's the pre-order's out on Amazon right now. It's a story of grief, loss, and recovery. 
Um, but there's a lot of, there's some travel in that one too, mm-hmm. but it, she kind of goes on an eat, love, pray journey, which leads me to the book and the movie, Eat, Pray, Love, that changed our lives too. So, yeah. Under the Tuscan Sun is another one. Um, oh, Better Late Than Never. Yep. That was, that was one of our one. favorite. That was an awesome find. Yep. Even though there's only two seasons of it, still really good, hilarious show to watch. It's William Shatner, Henry Winkler, George Foreman, and Terry Bradshaw out on road trips across everywhere the you globe. can think of. The Globe, and it is the best show ever. Even Mad About You back in the day, even though they were in one location in New yeah, York, it still inspired me to, like, we feel like we're such a big part of them that we wanted to go to New York just to experience the things I, that they experienced. I remember I tried convincing we should convincing we should move to Buffalo, New York, uh-huh. work because at the time I worked for Home Depot, and they had Home Depots up there. I could have transferred. I don't know how close I came to getting you convincing you, but true. And music also is another one. Um, we created a Have Fate Will Travel playlist. The song "Lady in Red" mm-hmm. is an, it's. An integral part of France. One of the at the Louvre. Yeah. Yeah. Palace. My book loves Sam. I had a whole entire playlist that I used. Different. He. It was his journey through ALS, and. Um, that book had some good places to go. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of travel in that one too. A lot of food in that one, but also that playlist I put in the book so people could follow along, listen to the music too. We also so. did that with How Fate Will Travel. I said that. Did you? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about coffee and how I'm out of it already. Um, Love Sam also, there was a song that it was inspired during a funeral scene by Scott um, Cropain, and I ended up reaching out and getting the digital rights to Scott Cropain's. Yeah, yeah, we actually emailed back and forth several times personally. Then I find out that he's from the Carmel and um, Monterey region of California, I don't think he is now. I think they moved shortly after that. But well, in fact, he gave you his home address. Yeah. Send your book to me here. I mailed him a book. There's okay. a place in the middle of Sedona, Arizona, at a restaurant. I can't think of the name of right now. I talked to the lady on the phone while I was writing that book and asked her if it would be okay if I use their restaurant in the book. And then she said yes, but only if you send me a copy. And she was in tears on the phone and said, "You know, this morning we had." A conversation about whether this should be our last year opening, and we almost closed. And she said something is just pulling me to stay open. Yeah, it was right before COVID, and she said something's pulling me to stay open. And she said you just solidified the answer today after our meeting. So you had the hot air balloons, and you actually talked to the talked to the pilot. I talked to one of the main main dudes um, that owns the hot air balloon company and then he said i'll do you one better let me transfer you to the whatever they're called i I said the pilot but whoever air captain (laughs) yeah and i got to talk to him about what that was like and he made me promise that if i was ever out there that he would i would let him take me up and i said no i'm scared and he said yeah but what's your book about (laughs) overcoming your fears so i'm gonna take you up there someday i probably would do that yeah anxiety meds on board i would love to so we're just we're just chatting with you today. We're riffing. Yeah, we're basically just inspiring you to sharing some of our memories along the way of travel, of music, of food inspiration, childhood and adult. You know, and another thing too, real quick, what made me think when we went to South Dakota, 
I have always been the type, and even more so when we went to see our oldest daughter in Pennsylvania, I always take a look at where we are or where we're going to be and see what is close by mm -hmm. to enhance the travel experience. So when we were in South Dakota, I looked at the map back then. We're talking like pre-cell phone GPS, which I think we used, we borrowed a cell phone, didn't we? Probably. And um, we went to, and we're talking like middle of the evening, which turned to middle of the night. We crossed the border of Wyoming and Montana mm -hmm. just far enough. Like we couldn't have gone to the first town because it was, you know, we were not close enough to a town. But we, we can cross into the states and go back. And we did the same thing in the East Pens Coast last year. Oh, yeah. We, um, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia. I think all in all, we had Pennsylvania, like a, Ohio, yeah, Indiana, Washington, New York. Illinois. We yeah. hit probably 11 states. Yep. Yeah, I think it was 11. Total. So this year, when we're planning our trip after our new grandbaby's born in July, um, we're planning a trip out there this fall, early fall. Um, we're trying to decide how far we want to go and cross off another how many. <laughs> should go south, I think. Yeah. I thought we were going to go north. Yeah. I mean, we want to hit, like, whatever. We, we eventually want to hit all those other states, like Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Maine, you know, anything that's up there. I'll just use all my vacation at once. I know. <laughs> well, and ultimately, like, as far as cities in the United States and the place that we most want to be right now... If our daughter wasn't on the East Coast, let's take that out of the picture, the P&W area. Mm. And I would love to go on a road trip, like start from the bottom coast of California and go all the way up the coast and go clear up into Canada. Yep, Vancouver. Yep, go through Washington and Oregon. And Stay in that Airbnb on Bowen Island. That would be nice. That would be awesome. So let's go back to, let's round this out by going back to the show Better Late Than Never. I'm sitting here looking at my coffee cup that said, do more of what makes you happy. And I think we've all come to the realization, especially since COVID, but within this last year, life is just too short. So we need to do more of what makes us happy and plan that faux trip. Don't be afraid to start planning. Even if you don't have the money, plan it out. See how much it takes to save. I think we got a few trips to um, faux plan. I know. My stepmom just used the example of if you put your coffee money $10 a week in, in savings and then it compounds at whatever interest rate and blah, 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 blah. At the end of a certain length of time, you'd have almost $8,000. When you look at it that way, that's a different perspective. And I was like, $8,000 is almost half the trip to, to Ireland and I'll Scotland. I'll drink home coffee. Right? <laughs> I'll drink Pepsi. And one of the things we decided to do was start, we, we get coffee every Friday night with before we write that's our writing fuel we always get starbucks or scooters if i have to but starbucks <laughs> is number one since our other coffee shops close that we you know are our favorite ones in town um but if you so what we decided to do is if we do not save that money we don't make it at home we decide we're going to go to starbucks and we're going to cave and do that we also have to have the same exact amount to put in savings mm -hmm. so like this week we weren't going to do it and then at the last minute we realized it was saint patty's day we made corned beef and cabbage, mm -hmm. and I wanted some coffee. We were going to write, do whatever. And so I took that before you ever went to get the coffee. I took that same exact amount, and I put it in savings, and we're going to continue to do that. And we're saving for retirement at the same time because we've waited too late to start a retirement account. You have yours. I don't have one. We also want to save for travel. 
there's just a lot of things that need to be done financially, but I think we can get there. And I want to not stop dreaming in the process. No. So we're in the process of setting a plan, but we intend on making that happen. So don't be afraid to dream big is my biggest advice. And don't wait till it's too late. Too late. Do it now. Just do it. Yep. Make memories. Yep. The memories Write are what you can't take your money with you into heaven. No. Well, we or have wherever else you're going to go on the next lifetime around the planet. And to preserve our memories, we started a YouTube channel. Yep. Have Fable Travel after our book. Yep. Which uh, chronicalized. Is that even a word? Yeah, <laughs> it is now. Our, our various, uh, a lot of our videos on there are just our East Coast traveling. And it was very raw, very, I, I, I think I realized halfway through I had my, my cell phone camera the wrong way. Yeah. But you can't take, we're never going to be the same caliber as like Adam and Catherine of A plus K, of Kara and Nate, anybody like that. But we don't intend to be. We're sharing our travels and introducing hidden gems that's kind of our thing is to find these little out of the way places that nobody knows about like what we did for our anniversary yeah that was a blast so much fun until we got to the end (laughs) yeah so don't be afraid to dream big and don't wait till it's too late that's our theme and do much much more of what makes you happy lots of good food and drink meet people love the one you're with yep did we get your whole list? Yep, that's pretty much right. everything we were going to talk like about. Oh, the only other thing we talked about <laughs> was that we added up how many schools we'd each been to because our parents moved around a lot. And in my case, due to divorce, I had two separate households and stuff like that. But so I went, well, both of us ended up with nine schools between elementary, middle, and high school. We ended up with nine schools apiece. And then, how many houses did you live in? 19. You lived in 19 houses growing up. And I lived in 27 houses between both sets of parents. So, that's really irrelevant to everything else. But we've both had experiences in our lifetime. And, you know, just kind of ties into the memories and to the... The less memorable uh, travel areas of our life. Yep. Well, Sadie... Well, is that is that all we got? Yep, that's all we got for today. This has been another special Sunday edition of Have, Have Coffee, Coffee Will, Will Travel, Travel with Stephen St. Clair and Sadie K. Frazier. Thanks for joining us. See you on the flip side. Peace out.